are back. We're glad you're here. Thank you for joining us here on GPS to God. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe where, wherever you happen to listen or watch. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the podca- podcast apps. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have to let Ryan read this. I don't know. Nope. Pass. <laughs> but you can watch us on YouTube. You can type in GPS to God or just go to uh, YouTube.com slash C slash GPS to God. Things are falling apart all around here today. The air's not working. It's hot. I'm sweaty. We're going to make it through it. Make sure you hit that bell if you want to get notified when new content is posted. You can subscribe right down here, somewhere in that area, right in here. If you're on YouTube, just, what do you say, Ryan? Don't hit it. Click it. Don't hit it. Click it. Click it. Click the buttons. Click the subscribe button. You can email us, podcast at parkwaybc.net. Let us know what you want to hear about new episodes every Monday. Sometimes early, sometimes late. Depends on the editing crew, but uh, we normally get it up there. We're on Instagram. <laughs> we're not on Facebook yet, but uh, maybe one day. But we're one on day. Instagram. You Check us out. Be. You yeah. want to be on Facebook. Yeah. Well, after that snafu last week. <laughs> but uh, let's get to our contest, our current contest that's going on. Yeah. So we've had some more guesses. So, Christy... We'll we'll do our formal introduction here in a minute, but we have Christy Utley with us. We have a contest going on. We recorded in, well, we had in a podcast with a former Tennessee Titan player who played in the Super Bowl. She it was on Zoom. She can't answer this. I did not hit record. So lost the whole thing. So now we've turned it into a contest. He is going to come back again. Yeah, just don't say the name. Yeah, don't. Oh, did you I'm tell her? She knows yes. the name. Okay, so don't say that. So <laughs> we've turned it into a contest. The fans can can guess, send in guesses, podcastparkwaybc.net, or comment on the YouTube video. So we've had two clues. He played in the Super Bowl, and then last week we said he's a Tennessee Titan. We've had some good guesses. Eddie George was a guest. We'd love to have Coach yeah. Eddie George on now. Yeah. That'd be nice. What's TSU's record? Are they doing good? Did it's, they do uh, good? I have no clue. I think they did. I should know since I went to school there. Well, yeah. Shame. What are you going to do? Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Peyton Manning was a guest. Obviously, we talked about that last week. We'd have Eddie George on, too. But uh, it is not Eddie George, not Peyton Manning. How how good a clue do we want to give? How long are we giving the people? To I, I think this is their last chance. This is so, their last chance. So okay. they have one week from when this airs. Do we tell him where he went to I college? Think. Uh, think do we want to do that or say a position? A position is going to be. Oh, that's going to be. I mean, it's going to be kind of easy. Well, we we want to just not. go with what side of the ball he he was on. Yes. Okay, I like that. There you go. Offensive player, an offensive player, not Eddie George. Eddie George was a good guest. Miss Penny Wiggs, thank you for your email, but uh, it's not Eddie George. Offensive player played in the Super Bowl for the Titans. So. The winner or multiple winners, if multiple people get it right, we might send who knows how many. $25 gift card delivered to your email. So, All right, let's get on as I wipe some sweat. Oh, my goodness, it's hot in here. <laughs> let's get on with the real excitement of the night. We have Indeed. with us Miss Christy Utley. Thank you very much for being here. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. So we like to give some accolades I think we have to give you props for being a public school teacher or any sure. teacher, any yes. teacher. For sure. Yes. But uh, also, she might smoke all of us at basketball. Might. Final might have a no, chance. Final no, might have a chance. No, 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 no. There's no might about it. She will smoke us all in basketball. She she has her jersey number retired or just your name at Beach? 
Uh, my jersey's retired. So her jersey is retired at Beach High School. That's too cool. Went on to That's play awesome. for the University of Kentucky Wildcats. Go Big Blue. Did great and wonderful things there. And, uh, man, just I'm amazed by teachers. Oh. All teach. I, I think I could be a teacher for maybe a week, and then I'd, <laughs> I'd get in trouble. My mouth would... You know, some kid who I would have accidentally smacked someone. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't it. be an accident. That, yeah, that parents raise your kids right. Come on, give the teachers a break. They they need they need a respect. Break. Yeah, they're there to educate, not discipline. So, but uh, we're glad you're here. Thank you for coming no. with us three knuckleheads. No, it's gonna be fun, I think. Uh, it's gonna. Yeah, we hope so. so. But so we we all the three of us think we're athletes or used to be athletes. And we are so interested in high-level competition. Can you tell us what it was like playing at Kentucky? It was something that I would do again if I had the chance. People would always ask me, would you go back again? And I would. It was, um, it was very competitive. In high school, everything came really easy to me. I was the best athlete on the floor. I was the best player on the floor. I never had to worry about that. And I got to college, and I'll never forget. After the first couple of weeks, I called my mom crying and I'm like, Mom, I am the worst athlete on the fo- on the floor. And she said, get it together and find how you can be a part of this team and get something done. And and I did. I, I kind of redid my game from being a point guard to a shooting guard and, and had a really nice career. But it's competitive. And for people say you get a free education, I would say you do not get a free education. You work towards your education that you go in a nice style and you get things done for you free tutoring um and everything we did was was paid for but we um had a very long day um most of the time I chose to do my weights at six in the morning then I would go to breakfast and then I would go to class from eight to noon eat lunch start practice we would go one to five and then my freshman year I had 20 hours uh, that I had to be in CATS, which is the, the Center for Academic and Tutorial Services, and I had to be in there for 20 hours a week. Well, that was pretty much four hours a night. I had no life my freshman year. And then once you proved to them that you could get it done in the classroom, then they backed that down. And by my junior year, I didn't have anything. But it was a progression of, of me growing up. And I think all kids that go to college, the academics is important, but the other parts of it are so much more important. Learning to be in society and doing things for yourself and figuring things out for yourself. And and athletics just puts that one more, I don't know, layer onto it. Mm-hmm. You're competing every day for what you love. Um, but, but like I said, it was a hard four years in that, that my body and everything got beat up. But I would do it again tomorrow if I could. Right. And we've talked about this before. We've had um, Grayson Garvin on. He was a Vanderbilt pitcher. And at that level, that's a business. Yes. It's a business for the school. That's a moneymaker. Kentucky basketball is the number one sport by far. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not just a typical college experience. When, when you're playing a sport, a high-level sport at a school like Kentucky. No, it, it's a job, and it's not a 9-to-5 job. They they tell you when and where and how you're going to do things, and it just depends how you – you know, I was grateful mm-hmm. 
um, because neither my mom or father went to college. So I was grateful to have the opportunity to get an education, and I actually got a degree, a minor, and got started on my master's, and I left there tuition free. I mean, I didn't didn't bring any loans home with me, and that was a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, So any kid or student athlete that's interested in it, you know, the only thing I would tell them, not everybody's going to play at that level. And and you can't like it. You've got to love it. It's like picking a career. You you kind of want to go in thinking, hey, I love this career, and this is what I'm I'm going to do. And that's with sports. Don't don't go there thinking it's going to be fun. It's not high school. Your beach career and being the best player on the court and all that you were. Most freshmen when they go to a school, the expectation is not. As, as high but in your situation when you step foot on Kentucky's campus you contributed right away how was that transitioning not being a point guard like you were in high school to go into a shooting guard and then being on the court to contribute the way that you did your freshman year um I'll be honest I didn't like that I w- and I'll just be plain about it I wasn't good enough at that level to play point guard and that mm-hmm. kind of hurt my pride a little bit mm-hmm. um but after now I would only play shooting guard if you came back and told me because it's 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 to me being able to take the big shots and the balls in your hands and the mm-hmm. offense running around you mm-hmm. that's that's where you want to be and unfortunately in high school the best players most of the time do play point guard mm-hmm. because you want the ball in their hands all the time yep. going to college and it getting out of my hands I just learned a different a different part of the game and mm-hmm. I loved it and being able to play I don't think I would have been happy not playing so I was just very fortunate that I came in the most prepared I worked the summer before I went in I, I got in the weight room because I'd never touched a weight before then and I went to Kentucky 5'9 118 okay. and after my freshman year I was 5'9 135 wow. Wow. so they have no problem yeah. putting the weight on you yeah. and and doing those type of things and get if you can't if you can't compete then you're just not good enough because they're going to do everything they can to get you where you need to be. And it's such a physical league, the SEC, that you probably needed that weight just to survive the season. Yeah, I put another 12 on after that, and still every year the girls got bigger and stronger and faster. The athlete now is nothing like the athlete 30, 40 years ago. So I I want to touch on that. What what years were you at Kentucky? Um, 88 through 92 is when I played. And how different do you think the game is now for feet? Talking about the women's side specifically, how different do you think that is? It's just the athletes. And it and, and I think where it comes about is so many more girls are playing. Mm-hmm. Back then, when I was there, there just wasn't the numbers. Now there's the numbers. So you're getting mm-hmm. the better athlete, the taller, the stronger, the faster. And it's just – it's fun to watch. It really is. It's It's a different game than when I played, but it's a fun game. Um, I'll say certain parts of it, I don't think they're as skilled as we were, and then certain parts they are. So it's kind of give and take. It's kind of the difference between I was a big Larry Bird, Magic Johnson fan, um, Michael Jordan, and now watching the NBA, I just parts of it I don't care about because I just I think it's a different game and, and the aspects of it are different. So the Internet has made things different and all levels of college sports kind of get – on air now in some way but if we can kind of take that out a little bit 
how much more coverage or how much less coverage did you get then than athletes get now, would you say? Oh, I'm going to get – we played on TV quite a bit, but it's nothing like it is now. And it's like I tell my student athletes at Beach High School, don't post anything, don't be in a post um, that is not 100% appropriate mm-hmm. because it's going to cost you down the line. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're running – being a high school athletic director, that's one of the things that we're really we're running into nowadays. Kids aren't – they don't have the capacity to understand, I'm posting something that's funny. Ten years from now, it's, it's, it's going to cause me trouble. Right. And that's really – I think that's where the recruiting process has changed. You know, I had to go home at night, and my phone call started at 6 o'clock at night. Kids nowadays are getting texts all day long, and they're never getting a break – from what's going on. I got mine through the mail. They're getting theirs, Twitter, email. It's just constantly coming in where I just had a drawer that I pulled out, and that's where I kept all my information, and I filled it out and sent, mailed it back in if I was interested. Right. It's a totally different game. So from a like exposure standpoint, obviously, I mean, nowadays you have the whole AAU circuit mm-hmm. and all that good stuff and everything. What other schools at the time – or was it always going to be Kentucky for you, or were there other other schools that you had? Before you answer, I have some inside information from a source that you were recruited by Pat Summit. Oh, wow. I was I was early on my senior year, and they signed Dina Head. She was a point guard. She was a great point guard. If you remember, she we both made the all-freshman team together. She was the freshman of the year. She was a better choice than me. So as soon as they signed her, I fell off of that one. But I had other SEC schools, you know, that I visited and different and different things like that. So it wasn't always UK, but as soon as I made my visit, I visited Auburn, I visited Vanderbilt, I visited uh, Belmont, and then UK was my last one. And then I think you just get a feel for what's right. I didn't want to go too far. I didn't want to be too close. But when I went up to UK, I mean, it was every day, all day basketball. And the girls, fortunately, piggybacked off the guys. So you can imagine we were one of the few teams back there in in the SEC. We flew everywhere. We went first class everywhere. Wow. And and how can you turn that down? Right. I was like, okay, this is this is good for me. <laughs> Forty-five minute plane ride, yes. six-hour bus ride. Yes, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go yeah, to Kentucky. I'll sign yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that that is different now for high-level athlete, female, women athletes coming out of college for basketball is they have a professional route. Yes, that you did not have that option at the time. Is that something you think you would have pursued if available? No, um, I had the opportunity to go over and seize and play. Um, I had the opportunity to be a graduate assistant at a couple of good programs. And by the time I got to my fourth year, I was just ready to move on. Um, and and so that's what I did. And I just I didn't have any interest in in pursuing either one of those. I just wanted to kind of I won't say start my life, but I think I just wanted to kind of put basketball over here you know, in a different compartment and, and pursue other things. I won't say I was burned out, but I was close. Yeah. Because it was 24-7 for four years, summers, oh, yeah. traveling. And I was very fortunate. We got, you named someplace, and we traveled. We went overseas. We, West Coast, East Coast, we went everywhere. So loved it, but just was tired. 
So you graduate, you finish your career, graduate. Do you come back to Nashville and start teaching right away, or or what happens next for you after that? I, I start my master's, and then the job at Beach opened up, and one of my longtime principals called me and said, "Kush, we need, we really want you back here. Are you interested?" And I was like, "Yes," because I I always knew that I wanted to come back where I came from and just make a difference. And I love Beach High School, and I always love Beach High School. I'm three years away from retiring from Beach High School. Um, so yeah, I she's, ju- not, she's not counting the days or anything. No, <laughs> no not at all. Three years, all. three years. Um, that's what I, that's what my possibility is. But I imagine, I mean, again, let's put things in compartments and move on. And that's kind of the way I've always been. So, um, so as far as like an athletic director, what is that role for you? Like, what is that role in high school, and what does that entail? Um, it, I think it, it depends what season. If we're in the summer, fall, winter, spring, they're all different. Um. But the main thing, and I was very fortunate at UK, I got to work with the compliance director, a couple of interns up there for Sandy Bell, who's still up there, came from Hendersonville High School. So I got in under CM Newton and her and got to to um, work up there. My job is just to make sure that every one of our student athletes is progressing towards graduation. Um, Eligibility-wise, they're jumping through all the hoops they need to for the TSSAA, so we've got to do all those. Um and just make sure their social media, I cover that. Schedules, I got to make sure all their schedules are done. Officials. Um, oh, wow. I know. <laughs> she We're said a, I know. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, oh, okay. My, my inside source. You, you know who it is. I'll reveal later. JC. <laughs> yes, I know, I know who it is. So. Vandy people are so angry these days. So angry. Well, they have nothing else to cling to. I you get know, it. They, they can't cling to victories it. or anything. Basketball so. just started. Yeah. <laughs> but but JC said you once got a, a technical foul as a coach for asking the referee what it was like to officiate as his, at his alma mater. It, true or false? True. <laughs> true. I felt like he had to be a graduate about some of the calls he was he was handing out. I felt like he had to, but I was wrong. I was wrong. So he didn't he didn't like that and that was not appropriate. Well, you know, I there <laughs> most things mo most things, not everything, most things can be forgiven in the heat of battle as a coach. Of course. You know, as long as you're but not that's, throwing that's punches. A, that's or, a legit question. Yeah, I mean referees but, hear much worse i'm sure much worse i'm sure so unless you were screaming it at them <laughs> okay, okay i'll take that it's okay i was i was that, screaming it multiple times so oh, so that is not i was oh. i was hungry and i was ready to go get something to eat really if, if i heard a coach yell that i would not i'm i'm in the stands biased or not doesn't matter which coach yells it that's not a bad like that's not you know, that's not a horrible thing. You're not talking about him personally or his family or his or her right. family or, you know, you're not calling them names or belittling them, really. I was trying to. Well, I mean, I, but, <laughs> but I mean, there's a way you can do that in a way. Not, you know what I, I mean? I thought it was so. appropriate. I did not say anything. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. That's, a, that's, a, that's nice. She that's didn't nice. talk about his weight or his hairline yeah. or anything yeah. like that. I think yeah. it was all right. Cut him so. a little bit deeper. I have probably said worse. I don't know, but. That that's ex- that's excusable in my book. I did have so when I was coaching a middle school team, I would always get the officials' names, and so I would t- call them by name during the game because you get a better reaction. You know they they don't if you're just 
if they hear you say their name, they're they're more likely to turn and talk to you. Mm-hmm. One guy, I called him by name, and he was new. He hadn't been here before, and he said, hey, hey, coach, call me Mr. Ref. I don't want anyone else to think we're going to dinner after this. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, buddy. So, they can be sensitive. You like, come. They, yeah. This yes. is a middle school game. We're not on TV. You can calm down a little bit. That's too funny. Getting back to um, an athletic director in high school, but I think this applies in general. Is it tough as a female athletic director? Do you get um, – excluded kind of or do people look at you differently if you're interacting with other athletic directors or media members or um, officials I think on very rare occasions I can kind of pick that up a little bit but the majority of the time um, I haven't had that problem and it's probably just being in middle Tennessee everybody knows everybody um, and it just works out that way and I'm very fortunate that all my coaches on staff we all have such good relationships and I feel like we have really um got a coaching staff together that's probably better than anyone I've been around a long time coach Crabtree our football coach is one of the best men you could ever meet um and he's been there oh my gosh he came in after me um but he's just he's done a phenomenal job I mean just a phenomenal job and 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 the way I look at athletics and I know I think it's grown as far as most athletic directors, how your football team goes says a lot about your school. And it says a lot about the students and where they are. Because if you can get students rallying around something outside of school, it's going to make your school better in the classroom. So you've just got to find that. Schools that have good athletic teams normally progress better testing, believe it or not. Most of the time, act better in classroom situations. And we're very fortunate at Beach. We're not perfect, but I graduated from there. Both of my kids gradu- will graduate from there. Braden will graduate in May. Um, and it, it's just a good school. And we have good schools around here, mm-hmm. private and public. I can't say anything negative about Sumner County, Davidson, you know, to a certain degree. You said you always wanted to come back to Beach and obviously playing there. So how was it coming back? to kind of not to be on the other side as far as, like, coaching instead of playing. Obviously, with, like, Rob going to coach against, like, you played against your big rivals like Hendersonville and Gallatin and all that good stuff, and then to coach against those schools. How was that? At first I'll say it was it was weird because there was a lot of people that were there that were there when I, when I was playing. Mm. Um, so it was kind of weird being on the other side and being in the same chair as they were in and, <laughs> and meeting them. Probably one of my best experiences is when I first got back, Boots Scott mm-hmm. was still at Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, he was like my hero growing up just because he was that coach that did everything wrong. Right. Sorry. <laughs> did everything right. <laughs> loved his players. Cared for his players. Um, and you could tell he was coaching for the right reasons, but mm-hmm. still was very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just passed away a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and, and that was hard. But I will – those years that I had with him, and there was only two or three, but being alongside and teaching with him was awesome, was awesome. But I think what was more weird was being in the teacher's lounge with some of the <laughs> teachers that taught you. That's that's a weird – that that's a weird thing. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I had to tell one of my Spanish teachers, I finally sat there long enough, and I said, listen, 
I got two answers from somebody else one day on a test. And she looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, what? I was like, I cheated. I cheated on a test. And she leaned over, patted me on the shoulder, and she's like, it's okay. <laughs> As a coach in high school, how much are you involved in an athletic director now, too, the recruiting process and trying to help the high school athletes you have move on to play in college? Yeah, I'm open to help any of them. Um, and I have quite a few of them come to me just to try to figure out the process and what they need to do, do and where their interest re- level is. Um, because you have had some high-level athletes mm. come out of beach to go play for major college programs. Yes, we have. In multiple sports. Yes, softball's had quite a few. Basketball's had a, quite a few. Football, mm-hmm. I mean, we really have done a good job mm-hmm. um, with our with our student-athletes. And we've had some good athletes come through <laughs> and some good kids. Um, but it's a, and it's, it's a process. Everybody, you know, everybody coming out of middle school that plays thinks they're going to play at the next level. Yeah. And, and what they need to understand is, is that's not going to happen, but there's more than one way to get where you need to go. Mm-hmm. You know, the main thing is that college education. Now, whether you play or don't play, you've got to get that college education nowadays. You've yeah. got to, you've got to leave with a degree. And that's what, that's kind of how I am. I've been that way with my own son. He's a pretty good basketball player. He could play small college, but he's got sitting on the table right now pretty much a full ride to UK through academics. So, you know, it's like I tell him, you need to get that degree. Yeah. You know, you need to get that degree. And he thinks I just want to go back up to Lexington and hang out. (laughs) There might be a little of that true, but you got to get that degree. Um, So the main thing, I think, being an athletic director is trying to get parents to realize – your kid's not a Division One athlete. Your kid's not a Division Two athlete. Where are you on the table? And it's not that I'm trying to hurt anybody's feelings, um, but the sooner you get reality, the sooner it makes it easier on the kid. Right. Because parents, a lot of times, unfortunately, live through their kids. Mm-hmm. And th- that's, that's hard on the kids. The kids need to be able to make their own pathway and do their own thing. And nowadays, if you're good enough to play, they're going to find you. They're going to find it. If they found me back in the 80s when there was no Twitter or anything, they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was getting letters from the West Coast. They're going to find you. They're, mm-hmm. You don't have to. If you're having to put yourself out there a lot, then maybe you're not where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You know, we all love our kids. We all want the best for our kids. But sometimes the best for our kids is not what we think it is. And I think as an athletic director, when a parent comes to me, I am totally open and totally honest on where I see their child. And if I can't do it, Coach Crabtree, you know, all of our coaches are willing to have that conversation. And I I think you have to. I don't think you can string kids along and say, oh, you're going to play in the SEC. And then it comes to their senior year and they don't have an offer. Yeah. And hopefully that coming from you with your background is – carries more weight than one of us three saying that so hopefully right. that helps that it's coming from you that you have the eye for that so yeah sure that this is the understanding that, right. that after it was all done i had my degree and mm-hmm. that's what i'm most proud of mm-hmm. that's what i'm most proud of is getting my degree and to be able to come back here and do what you know i feel like i was called to do you know i love going to work um it's not for everybody my husband he's like i couldn't do it I don't see how you do it. Um, but I love them. Mm-hmm. 
um, and I've learned what it takes with kids. And nowadays, it's different now than when I first started at Beach. You got to be compassionate. You got to have some empathy. These kids have been through so so much over the past couple years, right. and t- technology is hard. Don't even put COVID into it. Technology is hard. Everything they do is remembered. Yeah. Everything they do. And it, it's a difficult situation. So I think, you know, just forgiveness on things, compassion on things, and, you know, go about your day every day where they feel like you love them. You know, I feel like you got to let kids know, and you'll have kids that won't give you the time of day, and eventually something will snap. And then you respect them, they'll respect you. And I, I think that's what it's about. I think that's what we're trying to do. Something else that's happening now that hasn't happened before is the NIL, the name image likeness rule that was passed by the NCAA. For those of you that don't know what that is, college athletes can now get paid on their name, image, and likeness. That's been illegal before. So if Stefano's a college athlete, he can go to the mall and set up a table and sell autographs for $10 a piece. That's totally legal, used to be illegal. How is that? How is that something that you may have to approach? And first, what's your opinion on that as a former college athlete? Let's start there. What's your opinion on the NIL and being able to make money off your own name? You know, I have mixed uh, feelings about it. Um, I know colleges are making millions off these student athletes, but these student athletes are also getting four years of something that's going to shape their life or two years. However, if you're Kentucky, it's one year. Um, However much. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's like Ty Ty Washington up there right now. They Mm -hmm. say, you know, he's sponsoring a Porsche dealership. Okay, he's a 19-year-old young man. He's a great kid from everything that I've read about him. But do we really need to put that hand, that money into the hands of kids at this age? Could we not put it in an, an investment or something and say this is what you get when you leave Kentucky? I just don't know if we're, we're doing our student-athletes the right way because a lot of times they don't know how to manage it, and they have people that think they know how to manage it or want to and are not managing their money properly. So – can we go back? Can I get mine? <laughs> That's the thing. I, I can't believe somebody hadn't sued. Yeah. Why would you not go? I was talking to Johnny Lynn, who played for Auburn. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, we joke about it. I'm like, are you going to go get yours? <laughs> Somebody's got to do a lawsuit. Somebody's got to go get their money. He played for Auburn and went to four, you know, uh, they got way in the tournament mm-hmm. for four years. Did y'all graduate together? Uh, no. He's three years um older than me when i'll never forget when i visited auburn Uh he was a senior and i was a a senior in high school okay but he was one that i just loved to watch growing Uh up loved to watch he was just funny love him (laughs) so as far as the student athletes going back to them if you have someone who may be a high level recruit what kind of guidance if they came to you would you give them about name image likeness and how to handle that i think i would and i haven't run across this we've got some young men in football that are going to sign pretty high um if they have parents that have been through it have played college sports i'd probably leave it up to their parents if they don't then i would tell them the first person they need to see when they get on campus is compliance director and the compliance director all they will do 
is give them the qualifications, what they need to do so that they do not mess up their eligibility. Mm. And that's the person that I would point them. Because let's, let's face it, not everybody's getting that. Right. It's your top names from every sport. Yeah. It's not 14 yeah. basketball players and the yeah. whole golf team. It's your top kid from yes. every sport yeah. that's getting there. But, I mean, they're really getting a lot of money. Right. They really are. And that's just what scares me. I know they're making millions for the colleges. I just wish there was a different way to do it. I think it's going to change the game. Yeah, yeah because if, if, if I'm a student athlete coming out of college and I can go to a Kentucky or a Duke and get that, then I'm going. Right. I mean, yeah. I think it's going to hurt the small, you know, where I may have went to a, a Belmont or something just because I've always grown up around that school and that's where I wanted to go. Well, I'm probably not going to go to a Belmont. I'm not going to get that money like I am. Yeah, right. Well, it's kind of like we said um, – you know, every school has coverage now. Used to be back in the old days, the big schools got the best players because they were on the ones that were on TV, internet, and other things, cable, television, more channels, more access for smaller schools. You kind of see the recruiting leveling out, smaller schools coming up to compete yes. with bigger schools. But this could be kind of a reversal, like you said, of more athletes going to the big schools because they're going to have bigger boosters tied into the school, bigger alumni bases that are more um, financially stable and own businesses. And they just legalized it. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So, And I think about it as just the team like itself because you have 19, 20-year-old, 18-year-old kids. You know, that money, like Chrissy said, like on the football team is going to go to the quarterback. It's going to go to the running back, maybe a receiver. It's not going to go to like the right guard, so <laughs> so he's he's sitting there the whole time and he's looking at the quarterback making this money, and I'm sure that's going to cause friction. Yeah, maybe within the team. Going back to Kentucky and playing at that high level, can you tell us how faith kind of helped you through some of that? Were you, were you walking in faith at that time? Yes, yes. Um, I've always been a person that knew I was a child of God and, and I wanted to live based on his rules. Um, but I would tell you my outward expression, I was not one that vocalized it, but you could tell by my integrity, you could tell by the way I carried myself, but I was not a very open person about it. But I had to have faith and I carried my faith through college and after that, just because there were so many times that, that – the competitiveness and and the hardness and the times where you just don't want to follow through, you've, you've got to, to be able to lean on something. Well, what's the best thing to lean on? Right. The main boss is the one you want to lean on <laughs> all times. So I've been better lately as far as being vocal. I've never been a really vocal person about that. That's not my confidence area, um, but I've, I've been better. But what I've always tried to do is show it in my daily life, even at school, no, I can't go up to a young lady or a young man and, and recite scripture because I would, mm -hmm. you know, yay or nay, I may not get in trouble. I do, I don't. But the thing is, I want them to see me living that way. And, you know, if, if I'm sitting there and we're doing something and I say, you know, glory to the God, look at this beautiful day. I'm always saying little sayings, <laughs> you know, on and off. And I'm saying it to my kids and I'm asking them how their day's going and, and, day, and things like that because... Kids nowadays need to see it. 
They need to see it. They need to see people that are living it. Um, and I think that I have to be confident in my faith to do that. Where I'm not that outward about it, um, I want people to see it through me. And I've always wanted people to see it through. Even when I was playing basketball, I was a very, most people say, you don't like, you're not very articulate when you're on the floor. You're not. And I'm like, God gave me this ability. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not my ability. You know, he gave it to me, but this is him. You know, and, and if I can go out on the floor and play and not do anything negative, then I'm doing the right thing. It's not about me. You know, the points I score and the things I did, that's all great, but it just got me to this point. And that's what it's done. You know, I, I feel sorry for people who could not get past that. You know, I played high school and I was good. I played college and I was good. There's more to it than that. Use what God gave you and then just build on that. We had Becca Long on, who's a, a a teacher, elementary school teacher, public school, same same county as you teach, and she said the same thing. We asked her, you know, would would you get in trouble if you're sharing your faith openly? And she said, yes, it's difficult in public schools, especially today. But she said the same thing that you know she'll say little sayings or kind of tie it in and 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 use that, um, you know, maybe not overtly. But still, it's clear a clear message of this is where I stand. And yes, and I think I think that's the way you've got to be. And then when you get into sports, I think the coaching's just a little bit step further. Like we pray, and I tell them if 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 you don't feel comfortable praying, let me know. But we're going to pray because we wouldn't be on this field, you know, without that prayer. So we're gonna, we're going to pray every day, and we talk through it and. And they do Bible scriptures and, and different things that way. So it's a little bit step further. The general population at Beach, you just got to, you know, I don't want to throw anybody, anything in anybody's face and make anybody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason I choose just to do it a different way. Yeah. Awesome. But it's also, I mean, in today's day and age, if you were overtly walking around with your Bible and smacking people spiritually, <laughs> you know, across the face— what what could happen? I mean, you could get fired, lose your job, or what other consequences? Yeah, I mean, the possibility with that would happen. Um, I feel like I've been in the system so long; they're probably not going to get rid of me. But well, she's the old crazy lady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Just I'm let not. Her be. I'm Just like, let they're her not going to fire you. You're, you know. But I think worse than that is I'm going to turn some kids off. Mm-hmm. That will intimidate. The worst thing I want to do is intimidate kids that way. Kids are already to a certain degree intimidated by teachers for some reason some of them you know some of once they take my class which i still do teach one class and i love it um they're like oh i thought you were so mean you're not mean and i'm like well where did you get that from they're just the way you walk down the hall and i'm like okay well you shouldn't judge me just by my appearance i'm just probably walking from point a to point b and have good posture maybe that's it so we joke around about it that's and why she she was such a good shooter. That go. posture. The posture's, go. hey, the posture's everything. Now sit up straight, kids. Sit up straight. <laughs> Don't slouch. Yeah, I'm a horrible sloucher. Go, going back to our inside source, your favorite gym to shoot in and your worst gym. He told me what he told me your worst gym or the gym you least like to shoot in. College, college gym. There was two. They're very similar. Vanderbilt <laughs> and Indiana. Really? They're very similar in the builds. Oh, They've got that backdrop. Older. Yes. And I did not like 
that at all. Of course, Memorial Coliseum at Kentucky was probably, I loved, loved it. Georgia, I loved to go down to Georgia. Um, so there were just certain gyms in certain places. Um, but I, I really liked going to all the SEC schools. I did not like going up north. Connecticut, UConn, mean people up there. Mean people. Fans or yes. players? Fans, or? fans, fans. The North, go up north, you don't get treated too nice. I'm going to tell you that right now. They get a little hostile towards their basketball. South, it's pretty good. North, not so much. West, they're just laid back. They don't care what happens. We went Pepperdine, played Pepperdine, played in a tournament in Nevada. Yeah, they didn't care. <laughs> So it was it was fun. It was it was things that at that at that time I got to do that I wouldn't necessarily uh have gotten to do. We went to Russia, we went to Finland, we went to Canada. Wow. So, um just got to do some fun things and grow that way and and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every part. Like I said, I would do it again. I want to circle back to the Russia thing, but we'll tie up the the <laughs> gym here. So Vanderbilt, for those that don't know, it's different now. But when you played, the the benches were on the end, on the baseline, underneath the goals. Is that truly truly different, trying to hear your coach oh, from a normal sideline? Like yeah, it's still like yeah, that. But the coach can go up the sideline. Yeah, now, now yeah, you can. You can go up the sideline. The, yeah. the bench is under the goal, but the yeah. coach can go yeah. up the sideline. They right. used to not be able yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's bad. And this, the way the goals are and then the – it's just the way the gym is made. If you look at Vanderbilt and Indiana, they're the same way. It's like you can't focus. You've got to have a backdrop to focus in somehow. And those, it's almost like playing in a dome. I liked playing. We played in Rupp Arena a couple times a year. Always went over there and played when the boys did. It was easier shooting in Rupp than it was like Vanderbilt. And I don't, I don't know what it was about Vanderbilt. Not a fan. So, circling back to Russia again, what year did you go to Russia? Do you remember? We went in 92, summer of 92. I just finished up playing. So, every four years, you go on an overseas trip. Um, and I just finished up, so we had the opportunity to go. So, we went over to Finland, um, and then we took a boat over to Estonia, Russia. Interesting, interesting trip. The mob was in charge of our hotel. The mob. So, we were safe. The oh, Russian mob. Oh, so we weren't was, allowed to leave our room. We weren't allowed. To, yes, it was a little bit different. <laughs> you think? We got we got off the boat and there were armed guards. Yeah, it oh, was wow. it was a little bit. Yes, wow. it was different. That's when did the, when did the wall Berlin Wall come down? That was not long after that. Correct. That you were there, right? Right. So that was still probably not the wow. safest one we could have went to. <laughs> it was still. I'm a, just saying. I, I think yeah, back. Crazy, I think back, and I'm thinking, why? <laughs> Finland was cool. We had a good time. Russia, not so much. That, that part of the world was still in transition yes. at that time. Yes. Yes. I think they should have taken us China. Now, you know, I don't understand. <laughs> Did you have any weird food? So we we talk about weird food sometimes uh, here do, do you remember eat, eating i anything? did not now i will tell you we stayed with families when we were in finland so i had i stayed with a family who's the man was an orthodontist so his family was well off but we sit down to dinner we would we literally stayed with them and we sat down to dinner and they brought out the plates and i'll never forget i mean i had a little i don't even i think it was chicken it was like that big and then the side dishes and i'm like 
They don't eat a lot. <laughs> Where's my portion? Two? I, I mean, I'm like, I told and they a had a teenage plate, daughter though. who was like 18 or something. And I brought her some Levi's, some razors, because, you know, I bought things that were expensive over there. So I just brought them with me. And I'm like, where's the food? <laughs> where's the food? She's like, this is how we eat. Do you not see our refrigerator? It's like the size of a college fridge. And I'm like, okay, well. So I lost like eight, ten pounds on that trip because they just don't eat. I'm like, Americans are just in bad shape. Tennessee and Kentucky, we do things a little different around the dinner table. Yes. She was talking about her her jeans and like her razors. I was like, she's going to go and like offer this and be like, can I get your food? (laughs) Even trade, right? She loved me when I left. I didn't know. I was like, I bought her two pairs of Levi's and some razors. Anything else specifically that you want to touch on? Let your kids play sports for fun. Okay. You'll see if they have it. And if they do, then you can build on that. There's no reason in having 47 AAU teams when 46 of them are, you know, don't need to be playing. I'm a big activist. When I played, we had two AAU teams. On my AAU team, every single girl on it was a Division One signee. Wow. Nowadays, we're, we're watering it down. If people want to play, that's fine. But don't put the pressure on your kid to play every saturday of every fall winter and spring i just think there's more out there to do i do and i and i know i went to college and i know i played um but my son didn't even play au basketball the past two years because you know what there's other things we did family stuff he got to hang out with his friends and and do things and he's going to remember that stuff so i think i think every parent needs to take a step back and understand Sports are a very important part of life. They teach a lot of things, but they're not the end all. And I think that leads into people getting burnt out a lot. Oh. Because especially these days, they're starting off playing younger. And if they're playing, you, you need some. I can understand working on your game and being ready for the season and all, but there, there is a line that, that you see crossed a yeah. lot. And then they get to be a sophomore and they're like, I don't want to pick up a basketball ever again. Yeah. Or they sign with a small college and they figure mm-hmm. out, okay, this is not any better than high school. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I want to go mm-hmm. to school. Yep. Yeah. You know, we get a lot of that. So, yeah, don't burn them out. Let them mm-hmm. do it. There's so much to do. And I know that, you know, every kid has interest. Let them, let them get out there and mm-hmm. figure something out. And I've heard multiple pro athletes who are professionals now say that when they grew up, you know, they played baseball during baseball season. They played basketball during ba- – they played soccer. They didn't play the same sport all year round. And they say that helped them because it develops different muscles, different hand-eye coordination, foot-eye coordination skills that yep. helped them, you know, once they became a junior or senior and they started focusing solely on one sport and pursuing that after high school. They said playing all the other sports – in their season help them do all that and we like them to play multiple sports at beach mm-hmm. we like them to play two three's hard but we do like them to play two if they can we met after. Shaq down at lsu we pull in the yeah. parking garage to go in for our pregame or the day before practice and he's getting out of an explorer so we go up and talk to him right. oh my gosh I went to shake his hand. His hand was like here. No wonder he can't shoot free throws. It was ridiculous. That's the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. He's probably bigger now. Yes, yeah. I'm sure. But Kentucky was fun because in the summers, like Rex Chapman and all uh, those guys all would come in and play on the blue courts, which that were right be. outside the dorms. And it was. I'm sure. 
awesome. Yeah, yeah that's sure that's was. like a, a pro camp right there. Yes, I mean they would amazing. all come back, and it was so much fun. Yes. Yeah, when they would bring those boys back in the summer, that was fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I'm sure it was. The crowds out it's on like the blue a, court I'm were. Sure. I'm sure they could charge admission for it. Oh, they it should was, have. It was fun. <laughs> was Jamal Mashburn there when you? No. Heck yeah. He, he came in the same time I did. You talking about a class act? Yeah. He was a class act. Yeah. Christy, thank you very much for coming. It's been a um, fun time. We've enjoyed the stories, but also insightful and, and seen someone who has been at a high level but you're molding and mentoring children now and preparing them for beyond and keeping the focus on god and making that the most important thing so thank you for coming and sharing your story and and uh putting up with us knuckleheads here i enjoyed it (laughs) so i enjoyed it all right ryan take us home what do you got all right so i got romans 8 28 and it says and we know that for those who love god all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. That's what I got. There you go. Live according to God's purpose, no matter where you are. If you're at a high-level college, small-level college, anywhere in between out in the workforce, show the light of Jesus just like Christy did. Live and work and walk in his ways. So, Christy, thank you again for coming. We appreciate it. Had a great time. Thank you so much. And uh, we will catch you all next week on GPS to God. We out. That's all there is to it. Thanks for listening to GPS to God. Make sure you give us a rating or review on whichever app you happen to use. Also find us on YouTube and be sure to subscribe to our channel.